Deegan, what's going on, man? Um, excellent, thank you. Uh, we were discussing the power of being clear about what's important in your community, like what, what information is known amongst your community versus all of the possible things that anyone could know. And deciding at the moment what not to know is probably as important as deciding what to know because there's such a battle for attention and it's probably something I've been guilty of. It's definitely something I've been guilty of. It's like losing customers and losing the attention of people and losing the ability to help people by trying to give them too much uh, information, which eventually it means you, you get nothing across. Um, you've just built uh, your own app. Like where where does that, you know, obviously that would be a, a kind of a thought process, a discussion you're having with, with yourself, with your team, yep. what data is most essential. That's, uh, I mean, I think you're hitting on a really big point, um, whether it's coaching. So we'll just break it down, like queuing, teaching, like guiding someone or program or whether it's building an app like I'm doing, like more is not always better. Um, the right stuff is better. And the really challenging thing about, I think anytime you pull in a lot of metrics, uh, like we're doing with Dexata, we're really giving you a pretty robust view of how is your client looking from a compliance standpoint, from a biofeedback standpoint, from a nutrition and habit standpoint. It's taking all that data and making something usable and actionable from it. Like I could give you every piece of data on all of your clients that you want. So like biofeedback, weight, recovery, like rest intervals, et cetera. But like, if you can't look at that and easily make a decision based on it, the data is useless. So I think anytime that you, whether you're coaching or building a product, you really have to start with the end in mind to understand what are the important takeaways that I want someone to get from this. And then how do I work backwards from that and do a lot of the heavy lifting on my side to come to conclusions, to do analysis, to present the right things at the right time so they can look at it, they can make a decision, they can have that key takeaway or breakthrough, and then you can move on to the next step. Because if someone just gets lost in the data, then they're going to get overwhelmed and they're probably going to lose progress and momentum rather than gain it. Yeah, so let's give some concrete examples of this, like with, with your product, it seems like the way you're displaying the data is like you're visually making that clear to the coach, like what, what's, what's going to stand out for them and who out of all the clients are the ones that are most relevant and then what's most relevant for each, each client. Is that like the, the magic yeah. of what you guys are doing there or? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big part of the magic. I think one of the things that I see lost in coaching is you just check in on a set cadence, whether it's once a week, once a month, once every two weeks, and you're playing this game of catch up where you as the coach are trying to get this verbal download of everything that happened and then trying to make a decision based on that plan for the next two weeks. But there's a lot that gets lost in translation. So what we're doing with Dexata is something we did really well at Uber is understand the metrics that are driving progress and understanding how those are moving day to day, week to week. And then making it really easy to make snapshots based on that. So for Dexata, like one of the big views for the coach is the coaching dash. This allows you to see all of your clients in one place and all of the metrics that you care about. So how are their nutrition compliance? How is their habit compliance? How is their sleep quality, their energy, their digestion? And then on top of that, everything has a score to it that we color coded. So it's really easy for you to see if Keegan was my client and sleep was red and digestion was red. Okay, like those are two things that I need to key in on 
but maybe you're doing really well with energy, maybe like sleep hours is not an issue, sleep quality is. So you really want to make sure that just as you could, if you like were in person with someone had that coach's eye and said, okay, like there are a lot of things going wrong with a back squat, but like this issue where they're like knees caving in, it's probably going to be the rate limiter. Let's go ahead and address that. You want to do that with the data to make it really visual and say, okay, a lot of these things need work, but let's go ahead and attack this like sleep quality, which is red. Cause we know that like in doing that, a lot of other stuff will improve as well. So you want to be able to identify really quickly what's going on. Cause that allows you as the coach to make a snapshot decision to move things in the right direction. Yeah. It's a really key framework to, to put into place. Like it challenges you to ask better questions as a coach um, in whatever your product is, like what are the key metrics so someone DM'd me today, like there's like a friend, a guy who's been to a bunch of events, really smart, like strong guy, got a cool gym. He's like, what do I need to do to be wealthy? And it's like straight to the point kind of question. And, and that's like in terms of getting information across to your client, like they literally want to be able to like click and watch a video that tells them like what you think is most important um, to, to answer, you know, that, that question, like how do you get to the roots of, of the issue that your client is just like, tell me how to effing do X, you know, like mm-hmm. and that, that thing of being able to get to the root of it rather than saying like, Hey, I've got like the library of Alexandria here. Like, here's your key, you know, good luck with the Vatican library. Um, you know, do yeah. well, like, yes, everything's there, but no, it's not likely to lead to a successful outcome for that client. Like, so how do you give the person that that first, that one thing that they need most, even if they do need to know multiple things to eventually like have their wealth game, you know, to a, to a high level, but there's yeah. probably, there probably is like the way that you would answer that question is key. So what is like the key question for you? It's if we're talking about, you know, launching this app, it's like, what's, what's the biggest thing that the coach really needs to know? Like, what is that question for the online coach? Cause that's who your customer is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the app needs to solve what they need to be asking their customer for their customer to be happy, but you need to get the coach to be your customer. So that what's the thing that the coach is saying, which is how do I retain my clients is, is mm-hmm. probably like, that's probably the, the big question your app is trying to answer. Is it? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, it's how do I retain my clients? But on the flip side of that, it's how do I get my clients results? Yeah. Like, which is like kind of the same question. <laughs> in a, yeah. 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 In a, different words but you know if you get results you retain clients so you you built you you get a good reputation yeah so i think the you hit on two things that i want to cover um one it's what the coach cares about so like what are the numbers that you want to improve but two it's the important on the client side to understand the metrics that are driving progress so from a coaching standpoint with duxada the big question i was trying to answer is like how do we ensure that every client gets results and then for that like what are the big things that the coach is going to care about that are going to stand in the way of results. There's a ton of things you could track, but in the coaching dash, I'll give you an example. We track eight things, uh, nine, technically nine things. But so like one is like, how compliant is their nutrition? So like how good of a job are they doing at hitting the targets that you set for them? Number two is how compliant are their habits? So for the three to five habits you assign them, maybe more, maybe less, how good are they doing in those on a day-to-day basis? Like those two numbers are at the front of the dash. Because like, if those two were going well, you would expect other things to go well. And then from there, you can kind of dig down into, 
okay, how is their sleep? Like how many hours are they sleeping? How is their sleep quality? How is their energy? How is their stress levels? How is their digestion? How is their recovery? And from that, it gives you as the coach, like with only eight numbers, six numbers in the biofeedback, a pretty holistic sense of, okay, like how is this client making progress? And then from there, you as a coach can assign, okay, like how well are they doing progressing towards their goal? Are they on track? Like if this is a fat loss client, are they losing weight? Do they feel good? Is digestion good? Do they need attention where maybe some of the metrics aren't trending in the direction you would want them to? So like maybe you give this client a little bit of extra like tender loving care, spend a little more time on them this week. And then the third is, are they at risk? So are they way off their expectation of hitting their goal? And how do you identify that early? So you as the coach can intervene and get them back on track. So from a coach, you want to make sure that like all those things are clicking and you can prioritize different things, at different times. But from a client standpoint, you also want to be looking at the same metrics for two big reasons. One, you want to understand what's driving progress. Like the worst thing for a client or anyone is not understanding where you stand. So for your client on wealth, like if they didn't know like what their net worth was or how much income was in their bank account, it's really hard to say that like, Hey, Keegan, like I'm making progress to becoming wealthier. If you don't know the numbers, you don't understand where you're at and you can't understand like how to get where you want to be. So there's no momentum happening. You constantly just feel lost. So as a client, you also need to understand the different metrics of progress, but it also does a secondary thing in the sense you don't hyper fixate on one thing. So if you were just focused on like income as your only metric of wealth, like, could you be wealthy? Some people would say yes. Some people would say no, but like, if your income was $10,000 a month and your expenses were $12,000 a month, you would have yeah. negative wealth. <laughs> yeah. Generally, it's, the, it's not the best metric. I would say, you know, just for interest sake and just for, you know, trying to get some, some extra value on this podcast, like for me, the, the number one metric would be how much are you uh, putting into your, your freedom fund? Like what do you put away each month? What do you buy each month that you think will increase in value? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you choose to re- to stay in US dollars or if you don't earn US dollars and you t- choose to put it in US dollars, like that's still a buying decision. So whatever, whatever you're holding, um, like that's, that's your buying decision, but you would have to put it somewhere where you're going to have to think twice or, or have a challenge to get it back. So mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, cryptocurrencies, then you can have it on your, you know, cold storage device or, um, a term deposit maybe for, for a cash equivalent or, you know, those, those kinds of things where it's not like you can't just make an impulse buy decision and it's like gone to Amazon or, or whatever. Um, that would be potentially like the, the number one metric. If you, if you consistently buy things that you're going to, you think are going to increase in value and you have the tendency not to touch them or the rule to, to never go back to that and to plan on not spending that in the future, um, then then you're uh, you're on the path to wealth in in my mind. Uh, that's based on you know what my mentor Paul was sort of been teaching me over the last couple of years, and it it, mm-hmm. it's, it seems to make sense to me now. But um, we're we're digressing a little bit. But I think anyone who has a product is like, if my people know these these few things, you know, I'm going to be happy. If you have like those those key key data points. Um, that's probably going to be more valuable where you get, you get that one message across. You see it with Ben as well. Like he went on Joe Rogan and he said sleds, 
you know, and they had a great conversation. They spoke about a bunch of things, but the number one thing he wanted to get across was, was sleds. And yeah. if, if, you know, Ben said on that, I think he said, he'd, you know, he'd die happy if, if he was re- remembered for making people sled, um, getting, getting sleds to the world. So maybe that that's is uh, kind of the key thing and the core thing to ask yourself from today is like, if there was one thing that you're going to leave the world with, you know, are you actually expressing that to the people that you would like to express it to? Is it clear? Is it well articulated? Are you embodying it? Yeah. I think like, as we start to round it out and we can talk way more about product apps and tons of stuff in our weekly conversations in the future. Um, the, what you gave on money into assets that are going to appreciate is an excellent example. Sleds are an excellent example. You could give your client, you give the person you're working with a ton of different things, but you're trying to pick that one thing that in doing so it's going to drive a lot of other sub behaviors. Cause like you said, like if you're putting asset, like if you're putting money and consistently investing to assets, you think you're going to appreciate that's telling me a few things that tell me one, your basic needs and income are likely taken care of. Um, or you're just kind of a crazy person who's investing and like not taking care of themselves, but like that's going to run out eventually. Um, but number two, there are a bunch of financial habits that are kind of a subset of that. They're going to be driven by that behavior for Ben and sleds. Like if you're doing sleds consistently, it tells you a few things like number one, like that is going to be enough GPP work to probably prep you for anything you want to do without getting injured. I think like sleds, like Paul is big on it. Um, Joe DeFranco is big on it. I think Ben's done an awesome job championing them as well. There are so many things and benefits you get from doing sleds that directly translate to the work you're going to do. So if it's one of those things that like, if you could only do one thing, like you said, if you can only focus on one thing, what is that North Star metric that was really going to drive the behaviors and habits that you want to get someone to adopt? Yeah. I love it. And what, what's not important, like that, mm-hmm. that can be equally as valuable to a, to someone that you want to help is like, Hey, don't worry about all this stuff. Don't worry about learning about this and that. And the other thing, like just, just you know, do this. If, you, if you're not doing this one thing, then none of that's worth worrying about. Like if you can give people that sort of simplicity, like Ben has with the, the sled and, you know, Charles Bogdan said, if he had only one tool that he could use, it would be the sled. You know, mm-hmm. Louis Simmons, I think is the guy that put Charles onto it. Um, so yeah, you can make a, a really big impact with, with really quite simple tools. And yeah, most, if, if you think about most of the, you know, the Peterson, like tidy your room thing, the, the, the Joe Rogan, like squats in the morning, like all these things, giving people something really simple, tangible, like the carnivore challenge. Um, these are things that people pivot on and experience. And then um, they associate that, you know, you have, you build that association and then, and then from there, like you can go on other journeys. Um, so yeah, that, that, that trust builder and core thing and what you, what you don't need people to put attention on would be the, uh, a great, great place to, to, to focus if you're thinking about getting your idea off the ground or, or just getting back to more clarity maybe for, for me and you. Number seven. So I think that's it for me today. I think this did bring up a bigger topic. Like we talk about NFTs a lot. We talk about business a lot, but I think there's a lot more around the human psychology of both, about the things you focus on, how you structure, how you sequence, that is going to either make you wealthier, make you fitter, make you have better relationships, better connected to people. A lot of it goes back to what are you focusing on? What are you putting your attention on? And like you said, like, getting those good frameworks and understanding for how to navigate that. 
yeah, we can definitely go go deeper into those. I know you've helped a lot of businesses and startups and, and things with getting that clarity. So yeah, let's let's continue the conversation. Thanks for jumping in today. 100%, man. Thank you. Take care.